Would you ever be afraid of a ghost named Wanda that haunts a school in northern Wisconsin? That's the question we're asking today. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to the program. Uh, if you got a ghost story, 855-853-4802 is the number to call it in. Uh, this story uh, from uh, the land of cheese, where I'm from and where you are. Uh, and uh, this is in northern Wisconsin at, uh, what is it, Northland College. Where is that? Is that... Uh, oh, that's up uh, Green Northland Bay? College. Um, isn't it out toward the lakeshore? Like now toward Manitowoc? I think it is. I think you're right. I think Manitowoc is where that is. I could be wrong, but I believe it's around there. Um, but yeah, a ghost uh, on campus. We hear a lot of ghost stories of ca- on campuses. There's um, one I remember I went and investigated in St- uh, Wausau, Wisconsin, in one of the halls. They said it was a janitor that used to wander around uh, University of Wisconsin in Wausau and went in there one night with a camera and we kind of got some weird stuff. We got kind of orby things and the elevator door opened by itself with nobody coming out of the elevator. So I want to just know, like, I, I think, you know, maybe something was going on. Why would a janitor want to hang around a school? I don't know if you're it's like you take pride in your work and this is what you do and you're dead. And I don't know. Maybe you get stuck. That's I think Still that's cleaning up after these damn kids, you know, stuff like that. I think it's like a, a state of confusion, quite honestly, where I've had dreams where like, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm doing this because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you wake up, you're like, I don't know what the hell that was, but I, it seemed right at the moment. And, right. I, and I, I'm wondering if sometimes if you're a ghost, you're just kind of like in that state and you don't really get like your dad and you're just kind of like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this and you're oblivious to a lot of things. Boy, that would suck. I mean, like the stuff you hate doing, like working, you get into that whole thing. I looked up Ashland, by the way. It's right on the uh, right on the border of Wisconsin and Lake Superior. Oh, okay. So right on the lake. Right there. A lot of energy there with the lake yes. and all of the ships that it has stolen and it's gale force winds. That's right. And the ship bell ring. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how does it go? Oh, God. Uh, Edmunds Fitzgerald. Been good to know you. Yeah. Okay. It says, during my freshman and sophomore year at Northland College, which is located in northern Wisconsin, I lived in a haunted dorm. This is not the story of my school's most famous ghost, Wanda, who is said to haunt Memorial Memorial Hall. I never lived in that dorm and none of my friends ever experienced anything. However, I have several people I know also had para- paranormal experiences in McMillan Hall. For me, weird things started happening early on in the freshman year. At that time, I was living in the second floor. My roommate never showed up. And when I asked the school, they said something about them not making a payment or canceling a payment, something like that. So I had the room to myself. I think the first paranormal thing happened about two or three weeks into the semester. I had the bunk beds and slept on the top bunk. I would wake up in the middle of the night and hear something or someone rolling over or shifting around the bottom bunk. I was always too scared or too sleepy to lean down and look, but there was no way any living human was there. A few times I woke up, heard the bottom bunk creak and saw the top of a girl's head. She always had her hair tied into a ponytail. At least once when this happened, I grabbed my phone and shone the flashlight in her direction, but she was always gone by the time I got it on. As the semester went on, I started to feel increasingly uneasy. By the last week of school, I slept with the lights on. A day or two before I left for winter break, I was lying in bed staring at the tote across the room. My bed was pushed against one wall and the tote was on the other. 
The tote started to slide across the floor parallel to the wall. I sat up, but didn't know what to do. If I wanted to run out of the room, I'd have to hop onto the floor, getting closer to the tote. The tote stopped about a half a foot from where it started from. It didn't move again. Nothing else happened that night, but I was thoroughly freaked out. The next year, much to my despair, I was assigned to McMillan again. I was on the first floor this time, and my roommate showed up. However, about a month in, she got a job as an RA and moved to a different part of the building. During the time that we lived together, nothing happened, but when she moved out, things changed. I was spending a lot of time in my room, and after the sun set, I'd get this weird feeling like something was off. I'd often felt like someone else was in the room with me. Took the mattress off the bottom bunk, slept under the window. For some reason, that was where I felt safest. The scariest thing that ever happened in my room happened well into the semester, but still a while before I could go home. That night, I had the lights on while I started to sleep and staring at this cardboard box at the end of the other bed, you know, those boxes, dominoes, put sauce and napkins in. It was one of those. Slowly, one side of it started to lift. I propped myself up and pressed my body against the wall and windowsill. I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to run past it. Ended up standing on one side before lowering back down. It was about 4 a.m. I called my sister to make her talk to me until morning. The worst thing that ever happened to me in that building happened that semester. I had all the lights off that night, and when I woke up, I was running across the room to the light switches. I don't remember why I was running. I just knew if I stopped before turning the light on, I was a goner. When I got the light on, I looked at my hand and saw a gash at the bottom of my palm. It was bleeding. A piece of skin was pulled back. I couldn't find anything. I could have cut my hand on or a blood trail. I didn't fall asleep for hours. I just sat on my bed shaking. I ended up living in McMillan again last summer, but I was on the third floor this time. Nothing paranormal happened. All the people I know who've lived in the third floor are surprised to learn about what's happened on the other floors. Found out they've renovated the basement a bit, put up a wall between the laundry room and rec area, put some carpet down in random spots. It felt less threatening. My school has a lot of other haunted locations, and my friends and I have experienced a lot of weird stuff on campus, but that's my story of Macmillan Hall. Interesting. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'd love to know more history about that school, how old it is, you know, how long it's been around, if there's been any weird stories of death or trauma in that particular dorm. I mean, again, you can speculate, but it's probably a very old city uh, based the fact of where it is mm -hmm. and, and the school's probably relatively old. I'm just guessing at that. So, I like to dig into that kind of stuff, try and figure out why that energy would be weird. But I'll tell you what, a moving box, a pizza box, and a moving tote, and I'm getting the hell out of that dorm and never go. They're never going to put me back in that dorm. It's just not going to happen. I think what really happened there that we don't know about is um, the bodies from the wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald were left in that dorm. And they had to identify him, and it took like several weeks, and it got really smelly. But the ghosts live on every night. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake. Big I hit the post, kind of. <laughs> kind of. That is still a really great song and one of the very few songs that I can play on an acoustic guitar. Is he still alive, Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah, no, he is. I saw that he was touring last year. He's really expensive because I remember like looking up tickets for him a long time ago and it was like ridiculously expensive because I guess he only kind of goes out when he needs some money. 84 <laughs> years old. 
That's the only time I'd go out of the house, too, to be honest. Exactly. Gordon needs some money for Cheetos. He's going to do a show over at the Orpheum. $600 a head. Sings uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Leaves the stage. And then that's it. Yeah, good night, everybody. That's it. Then they have, like, some local comedian come up with the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Slappy from Slapstick Comedy Store is here. He's normally just the MC, but he's doing the rest of the show. Um, God, he looks kind of like a zombie on stage. My God. Yeah, he's old. He's old. Oh, it's like The Walking Dead. That would be creepy hearing him. I wonder how he sounds today when he does that song. It's like, I know the words of this song. Fuck you all. His voice is pretty... Good night, everybody. (laughs) Slams the guitar and breaks it on stage and leaves. (laughs) Gordon Lightfoot, everyone. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Wow. That would be an interesting show to uh, to see. All right. uh, That uh, wraps up this story. Uh, Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Get a commercial-free experience through Apple Podcasts right now. Even try it for three days free. Or patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghost podcast. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.